Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, and movie reviews. As always, guys, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Yes, and not only Nikki, we have like a back-to-back guest spot, uh, first-time speaker, full long-time listener, our boy John. Hey, hey, how's it going? How you doing, good John? Good, good, I'm doing good. How's everybody's week been? Mine's been exciting. Yeah, it's been pretty exciting. A lot of uh, home renovation stuff that I've been in the in building? the backyard. Oh, you're building now? Yeah, I laid down a bunch of mulch. So was, Ooh. My hands are pretty cut up from <laughs> raking. So yeah. And uh, I have a new addition to my family. I uh, just had my daughter last week. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. Kaylee Rogue. Uh, named, middle name after Rogue from X-Men. My wife's favorite comic book character, <laughs> which I was completely okay with. She was like, I want to name her Rogue. I'm like, okay. I literally thought it was your addition. No, I, have, I had right? no like. I did not think it was. It was hers. Her it was all hers. Wow. Which which could have been Hermione though. Could have been Hermione, which I like Rogue more because people are like, oh, is this Star Wars? Because Rogue One. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah either way, it works. It works. It works both ways. Universal. Sure. Yes. <laughs> it's a universal name. It's spelled the same, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. Yes. So I'm talking. I'm trying to talk her into doing a podcast also with the baby. No, 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 no. With, with my wife, uh, yeah. calling growing rogue, like instead of going rogue, growing rogue, and it'll That's just be cool. like a week to week. Even if we don't post it, it's just that we, when she turns 18, 20, 25, whatever, she can listen to every all the daily or weekly struggles or things that we learned as first time parents. Cool. To to be like, oh, she just spit up on me, like her her first. I guess we call it a blowout, which <laughs> if, like, a, like a video uh, journal. Uh, uh, well, what he means by blowout is yeah. when she poops all over you. Yeah, so it, like when she you change your diaper and then once you're done, she just mm-hmm. like a like a geyser just blowing up, just hits you, <laughs> and it happened. Geyser. Yeah, it happened twice already. Yeah. Wow! So it's it was a, an experience. Yeah, so She's like, yeah, your first blowout. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, it it was an experience, and it's going to be a very long journey. Exciting, <laughs> yeah. nervous. See, see what's going to happen. Yeah, at day to day. This is. Uh, we had a discussion about that too, about the nervousness. Because I'm like, you, you say you're nervous. I'm like, I can't imagine if I ever had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I already told you, Bubble if I have rap. a kid, that that kid will not know his father's touch until he's about two. <laughs> <laughs> Call him the bubble boy. He'll be <laughs> wrapped up, protected. Saying, oh, dude, I can't help it. Like I bump in, I I I trip even a little bit, and a door comes off this hinges. I'm like, yeah, I'm like Destructicon. <laughs> That's why I'm the same way with the baby. Like I only carry her when when from my wife's when she puts her to sleep or feeds her to to the to the bassinet. I don't even feed her. <laughs> I was like, I'll I'll do the changing. I'll carry her wherever you need me to carry her. I'll be the transport, but I will not feed her. Just because I think I'm just gonna just like not understand like the angle and I feel like she's gonna fall off my arms when I'm trying to feed her. But yeah, it's it, it is. It, it, we should have prepared you better. Yes, made you carry around a bag of sugar or something. I told her that. I told her I'm like you know I should have trained for this. I should have bought like a five pound of they sugar. They have like real not real dolls. That's no, they have a doll they like, use like for animated animated dolls or something. Like that. Yeah, like babies that seem they weigh you know correctly accurately. accurately yeah, so. Could have done that, but they actually have a they actually have a little uh, toy baby they use for photography purposes, like newborns, mm-hmm. and it's literally the same weight, mm-hmm. sensitivity, movements. 
Oh, man. I'm afraid to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see what happens. But let's get on to some topics. All right. So the first one I wanted to get into, uh, it is Keanu Reeves' comic book. Just came out last week or two weeks ago, Berserker, which follows uh, his character that looks just like him. And he is about 80,000 years old. He's like half man, half God. And what he does is that at the current day, he uh, goes on missions that normally they don't send a regular human being or a normal man to go into because it's in the first comic he just drops down to this uh, to this island or this uh, compound and he just starts killing everybody in sight like crazy. But what happens with that is that it was it grew it made one point three million dollars off of GoFundMe. Which is a oh, so it was crowdfunded. It was crowdfunded to create it. So when you say it's his comic book, it's he, he he's uh, one of the creators of the comic okay. book. It's his ideas. It was his ideas, and um, they had another guy named Matt. His name is I forgot his full name is like Matt King, uh, that created it with him. But what's great about it is that Netflix picked it up to be a a live action wow movie. Who are they gonna? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> So he made his own comic book and his own character to and, look like him. Yes. So he, he pulled a rock. He pulled a Rocky. Yeah. Oh, no, but not only that. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but not only that, he's also going to get an animated series with it. Also. Jeez. So he's going he, to be how voicing. Many issues has come out yet. It's the only one issue. One issue. Yes. It's one, one issue. I have one issue with that. No, but you <laughs> have one issue with that. You got to love the fact that I'm. I'm sure it's good. It's not. I'm not questioning. It's. It's. You know how quality, whatever. Yeah. But it's just the the era of era of uh, um keanu right now it's yeah, like the, the clout that he's carrying with yeah him but like it just what doesn't matter that man can like that man can start a rap album and forget about it it's double <laughs> platinum before he comes out with go, yeah so the the first <laughs> issue is very action heavy uh the the panels are beautiful and very um graphic and violent and everything that you would want in like an action comic book mm-hmm. very little plot because the next issue is where they start growing his backstory you yeah. kind of get a glimpse of what they were talking about between dialogue in the characters mm-hmm. but because one is because it did such of a success of growing in gofundme that was hardly seen in comic books now because a lot of the paperbacks or comic books are diminishing in uh either through distribution or getting funded to go out there it's crazy that this got it because it's got i guess with attaching keanu reeves in it but it sounds like an interesting story to go with it it kind of makes you rethink whether GoFundMe is a good idea. <laughs> well, being a numbers guy, I, I start automatically thinking, okay, were they big donors or were they many small donors? Oh, yeah. Because I, I would say, in my opinion, I prefer many small donors because that's just telling me I have many fans who are probably going to follow. Yeah, you already have, you have a market base story, already yeah. to follow. To, to Not go with my you. rich best friends and family members and cousins. <laughs> yeah. that are just You read 1.5 million off of three patrons. Yeah. 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 Mm. But still, again. All last name. Uh, you know, think, think about it. You, let's say, let's say you, it doesn't matter. Let's say you invested $100 into the project, right? Yeah. Whatever. That's whatever amount of shares. Um, if you were to actually invest it, because you're just investing it without no, no actually capital coming back. Nothing like, no, you don't put a stake in it. So then you find out this one thing you invested a hundred dollars into just got signed for a live action animated and it hasn't even come out with a one issue. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I paid for someone to get rich off. Yeah, of basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, like it's a pay to be a fan, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You want to be a fan? Here, pay. Yeah. Get the Patreon and all that. So Yeah. If you're a fan, you pay. 
No, I, that I understand, but it's just so funny to see. Yeah, to see that like, yeah, oh that, man, I invest this great. He should Wait, refund all the money to the, to the GoFundMe. Uh, at least give donors. him something back. Like hey, you guys right? help me so much, I'm gonna give you a like signed comic book. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can sign all. I don't know, depending on how many there are. Exactly. <laughs> 20,000 patrons. It'll literally just be a stamp. Just hey, <laughs> because of each one of them, whether it was a dollar or a hundred, he got, he got the got, idea up and running yeah. and got picked up because of that. Yeah. Could so, he have done it without the uh, GoFundMe? I don't know. Maybe. I think he does. I think he has enough. He, he was have, a GoFundMe what triggered some company well, like Netflix. Like when, it, 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 created, it created a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, that's kind of like that's when people make fake trailers so, for movies. Like, have you seen that? Yeah. They make fake trailers so they can create a buzz to create the movie. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, I think it was Ryan Reynolds and um, uh, Deadpool. So, I guess this is a, the GoFundMe move was like, well, let's see if we have enough interest in this. And yeah, All right. apparently we do. Put their name in the credits. <laughs> there you go. So, next up, it is uh, Dark. Well, I mean, sorry, Dark. Uh, Black Widow just got confirmed for July 9th. A release date with it's going to be in theaters and in Disney Plus Prime uh, Premium Access, which is like that thirty dollars a month thing. No, thirty dollars one time. Thirty oh thirty dollars one time. I'm sorry. Thirty yeah thirty thirty dollars one time purchase for early access, pretty mm-hmm. much. So I have no problem with that. You have that. There's a lot of things with that because what with with the Disney Plus model they were trying to go with mm-hmm. because one. The only two movies that they've done it with so far was Mulan mm-hmm. and uh, Raya. Raya, and yeah. apparently Raya bombed in in numbers. Really? Yes, compared to because one is Mulan. You're there already. There already has a following. It's mm-hmm. a it's a real animation or live action of a movie. So mm-hmm. Raya would have been the staple to be like, can can it be successful at thirty dollars? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't have no back, it has no backing. Honestly, you, but I didn't cre- really, I, I didn't think there was enough marketing for Raya. That was my thing. Like I, I, I knew about it, but I knew about all movies that are coming out. So, but I don't think enough people because think like this. I remember discussing this with one of my friends, and the movies are open. This is Florida, you know, they can go yeah. if they wanted to. And when he heard, let's say, Black Widow might come out, whatever, he was like, dude. I have four. I have three kids and a wife and popcorn. I'm like, mm-hmm. trust me, thirty dollars is way cheaper. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely. Than, yep. than having to go to the movie theater for the day. So for a lot of parents, and the thing is, you don't just get access to it one time. You have access to it forever. Uh, like, yeah, permanently. So but you're buying the, it. In, in the marketing aspect, I would I would have because a lot of things are streaming. So it's not like they're gonna have commercials most yeah, of the that's time. What I was gonna say how you get m- most of the time commercials with the streaming service. Here's the best way. There's two of them. There's a way, two ways that you do it. Is that through the app on your phone or like Apple TV, Roku, Fire, uh, Fire Stick. If you go into the app, they should have a running panel on top showing like Raya's coming out. What is it? March 5th or whatever date it was. But they could also plan it as a, a random movie viewing that every time you click on a movie is going to be like a 15 second commercial before the movie you click starts like almost like youtube like an ad but it's only going to be for the movie that are coming out yeah for any but big d- movie you put yeah on there. yeah but it doesn't because then people will be pissed people will be like i don't want to see it again they'll get annoyed well but if they do it randomly and being like every fifth one you'll see that well, if, 15 they make, second clip, if they make the disney entrance a logo you know the, the the castle yeah if they make that with kind of like a silhouette or intro like it's just easy easy triggering people's minds rather than trying yeah. to sell them on it 
So if you put like Raya, like kind of in the background, like kind of like the the Marvel logo, like Marvel entrance, yeah, like that, where you're showing clips of like different movies, and then you include new movies that are coming out, then you can basically market to whoever you want, and the people are not going to feel like they're being bombarded with commercials. Well, when you say that it bombed, what do you mean? It it didn't make the projected money that it should have, be based on its budget. So the so al- it, it made money. So the alternative would have been don't charge. Release it on Disney Plus, and you just collect the monthlies. Yeah. So, to their point, they made something. Maybe not what they wanted, but they made something. And one way or another, if you're gonna see Raya, you're either paying thirty dollars for it early, or you're paying the six seven dollars monthly, and then watch it four months later. That's the only, that's yeah. the only stipulation that would have, and then and that's at the risk reward is like, do we do it free or do we charge? Ultimately, I don't know. If, I don't know much about Raya's production company because I don't know if it's Pixar. I don't think it was Pixar. As far it was like an outside studio that no, it wasn't Pixar. I didn't feel like Pixar. Yeah, so it was like probably an outside studio that did it. So they need to have a return on investment well, of what they're because if it was Pixar, it's all in house or like well, if they okay. have an in house studio, everything's house. So they'll be like, oh, we could produce it, put it out for free, or put it not for free, but within. The regular subscription because ultimately is our it was our own IP at like our own mm-hmm. um in, intellectual property. Mm-hmm. But if they're ordering if they're taking them like oh we're taking your property and putting it into this I'm like we're already paying you for that. So mm-hmm. we're like we need to make there might be some sharing there oh. might be some sharing but we're like we we want to get the most back to at least to to get ahead of the profits or to either break even. Because after that, if if it goes up to like everybody that has normal subscription gets it, then we just we're not making anything off of it because it doesn't. You're you're not guaranteed that they're all everybody that gets it all access at that point is all going to watch it at the same time. Yeah, I think Disney's just trying to feed the monster of what their streaming service is and just continue to create content and just have more and more and more to offer. Yeah, and then that's just going to either bring people that are new or keep people around, which. It's kind of hard to leave Disney Plus when they have what they have. Yeah, I know. And then, you know, honestly, like I think about it because uh, I remember I, I had, we had this discussion. I thought the idea that the two movies that seemed to come out and they were charging for because they didn't charge for Soul was movies that I guarantee that that looks like they were marketing to China, which China has a limited amount of movies that they put out. Yeah. So it's almost like, well, they're gonna make their movie. They're gonna make their money. They're gonna make some money over there. So might as well compensate because if we just release it over there and we don't hear, people are just going to bootleg it, you know? Yeah. So that's what they thought as a compensation. Let's go ahead and charge that. So that's what it feels like. When you got um, the amount of customers that you have in China, yeah. you should be able to make your money back. And but the thing is, too, is like, again, it's marketing because, again, like, I, I like this movie. I thought it was a good movie. And I, but I honestly did not like... Because marketing now is mostly social media. It's not commercials because nobody really watches anything that has commercials in it. Um, maybe YouTube. Um, but, like, they could have done that with just Aquafina going around doing, like, stunts or talking about it. Because they have actors. Like, for example, you know, there's other movies that they don't. there's no commercials, but they're huge. Everybody talks about it and everybody wants to watch it. But that's social media buzz that you could have yeah. created. Yeah. So they have them do, like, a media run. Yeah, the, the the actors or whatever, or yeah. the most the most significant actors should have done stuff, talked about it. They should, you know, what they should have done mm. easy because of the whole COVID pandemic. They should have done virtual Q and A's. Yeah, virtual and and just have fan questions come in 
about what they their experience of the movie or whatever it was and just show clips. They could have done a lot. Yeah. But the thing with this mm-hmm. with Black Widow is that it already has a following. It already has been in anticipation to watch for the past year. And it's getting pushed back, pushed back. Like at one yeah, point, there was like point, it was TBD. It was like to be determined. So they should yeah. charge the early access for this one. Yeah, but Honestly, I, I, there's also people that were like, you know what? I don't want to do it because I've been promised this for so long, yeah. and you've been pulling my leg on it. I'm like, so this is a, the good thing. They have options. Yeah, it's going to be released in theaters, so they can just go watch it in a the theater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like it would have before the streaming service. Yeah, but. I, I think my thing with uh, Black Widow is it's kind of like um, Lucy from Peanuts, the Peanuts characters. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust that she's gonna hold that football no more. Like, you know, just <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna get excited. I'm not gonna run for. It. I'm not gonna try to kick it because I that they're gonna pull that football. But you don't think Black Widow is gonna be good? I don't know, but I'm just saying it's not that it's gonna be good. It's just that it's been pulled so much, so many times. It's like you get excited, you wait it, and then it comes out, and then they pull the football from you. So it's almost like there's no more. It, you're you're killing the buzz. Same thing yeah. with. With uh, uh, New Mutants. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to watch it anymore. You kill all the buzz. <laughs> That's what happened with New Mutants with me. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not saying the movie was good or not. It's just the question No, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't, but I'm saying say it's it. like, regardless <laughs> of it being good or not, you you pull it so many times, and you tell people it's going to come out, and it doesn't, people just lose excitement. They don't, they're not excited. Like, when they find, oh, it's actually out? I, I don't care. Like, they lose excitement. And honestly, I, I told you this, too. I, with Black Widow, I guarantee you there's going to be jokes and like references that have nothing to do, like pop culture references. Yeah. That I know. going to be outdated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. We don't talk about that no more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is Black Widow going to floss or something? Like, you know the floss? <laughs> it's been pulled so many times. It's funny. Yeah. I remember when we had like a two month countdown. They're like, it got pulled again. I'm like, fuck. Again. Beep. They have little yeah. kids. They're gonna have little kids in that movie that you might as well tell them they were in the blip because right now they're probably teen, like big ass teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is like pre. This is uh between the blip. I think yeah. it is. This, this is, is after during the blip. During the blip. Yeah. During the five years. Within the five years, I think this is a, this was most of these, most of the new contents within the five years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, or post post blip, when everybody returns. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah. I get you now. So this yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, I I understand where they're going with with the thirty dollars because they're doing it at theater. I think it works. For me. Honestly, I I don't mind paying it because again, I get to watch it and I get to watch it again with my nieces and I get to watch it again whenever I want, rather than going to a theater paying a ticket <laughs> and then having to wait six seven months to to for it to come out on DVD or something. The, just like you said. I have a three-year-old, and I remember the last time that we went to a movie theater with her, I missed the whole movie because she just wouldn't stay still. So I, I, you know, fell on the sword, and I said, yeah. uh, let me take her to the hallway. And I sat there for about an hour and a half and the waited movie? for my wife and my other two kids to go and to enjoy <laughs> themselves. What movie was this? It was, uh, it was the, it's a play that made it to a movie. Uh, the cats? Nutcracker. Oh, oh the Nutcracker? <laughs> nutcracker. Uh, you said Le Mis? No, I said Cats. Oh, Cats. <laughs> no, it was a Nutcracker. <laughs> oh, man. I went and saw it again by myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. it was. Uh, so, with what you said, yeah. I have options. I have a choice. I can go to the movie theater if I find a babysitter or if I'm brave, brave enough to take her with me, which I'm not. Or I can just pay the extra money, invite some people that are interested in watching it as well so it doesn't seem like it's that much of a waste of money even though it's yeah. not you know let everybody enjoy it you know and 
with you guys we share that you know yeah. i'll pay for a movie you pay for a movie and then you know at the end it's like we pay for a ticket to the theater yeah that's funny much. because let, let's say here's the funny part 30 dollars doesn't seem okay put it in this perspective if let's say um the movie came out in the theater whatever and the movie now six months later is going to be released on vod because nobody rents nobody buys blu-rays anymore right mm-hmm. guess how much they're going to charge me 20 bucks so I'm paying ten bucks to avoid the theater in the six months. I have the waiting time, and I still would have paid the, the twenty dollars for the yep. VOD. Yep. So I think it's funny when people complain because I'm like, "Hey, we get so much content for free anyway, you know, yeah. like with all these great shows that they're coming out with." So maybe my thirty dollars is not just paying for the budget of this one movie, but funding these studio houses to produce Other. TV shows that I get to enjoy in between the movies. Man, I built yeah. a movie theater. I got my little area, my popcorn, my drinks. <laughs> I'm going to fund every movie that comes out yeah. just so I can stay watching movies at home. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna ruin something for you because of that. Well, Uh-oh. you can try. No. Oh, all right. Let's see. Let's see. This was announced today. Yeah. WB mm-hmm. announced that 2022, mm-hmm. they will most likely will no longer be releasing... Um, simultaneously, 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 uh, movies in theaters and HBO Max. Yeah, they're gonna cut it off. So yeah. it's gonna be because a thea- you know thea- why they do thea- that? theatrical release only because they think people are gonna all go back to the movie theater. Yeah, which yeah, we'll see about that, dude. I believe this. You know, people can argue me on this, but we live in Florida. The theaters basically have never been closed, and people that I know that have gone, they say that the only people in the theater every single time. Well, some people might like that. Oh no, that yeah, but that, that's not a really like a theater release when you're like, like every move, every screening, you basically have like two or three people in there. You're gonna say how long <laughs> is a theater gonna last? How long will they be supporting the budget of having a movie theater where you're not getting the traffic the audience, that yeah. you used to get? Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is like that, but that was the case before. If you like, we had discussion with how many times, but we uh, that's the case before COVID because. Remember, that's when they started doing all these like uh, movie passes, AMC passes, all mm-hmm. these stuff. Because they were hurting. Because they needed people to come back. And now this thing just perpetuated five years of people stopping to go to theaters. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. Because then if they follow suit, then would Disney do it? What? what follow suit with that? Is that they won't do no Disney, no premiere access. Yeah. But once they start, remember I told you, once they open that, that, that Pandora's box. It's gonna be difficult. Like Movie Pass, although it did not last, Movie Pass opened up that box and it could not be closed. And then every single movie theater decided to start doing their own subscription ser- uh, service yeah. thing, where you pay twenty, thirty bucks a month. So that's what I'm saying is like, once the doors open, people f- look for the comfort yeah. and the comfort of watching great movies at home. That's gonna be difficult to get away from. So yeah, you can say that in tw- in two years you're gonna go or a year or whatever you're gonna go yeah. back to. The normal strictly, way, strictly conventional theatrical is, release. That's the thing. Normal always kills me because like normal is nothing. Every well I do today is normal. What I do tomorrow is gonna be normal because I, that's just my norm. That becomes my norm. Yeah. So people are saying that I'll go back to normal. Like what, what was normal? Yeah, we're living in a new normal. Yeah, yeah, this is new normal. This is the new normal. You know, tomorrow might be another new normal, but don't yeah. tell me we're gonna go back to three, three season, three, uh, three normals ago. Yeah, <laughs> but. That's funny. Let's see what goes with that. So, last topic, and uh, which is gr- which is another Disney topic, and which is uh, when I read it, it was like that's interesting because the next thing that they did is that they announced they're releasing a uh, HBO Plus H- not HBO I'm sorry Disney Plus series of Echo. 
Echo has not been reintroduced re- to the MCU. So she is written supposedly that she might have a small appearance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which we'll get into the next section. But she says she there, she's going to have more of a predominant role in Hawkeye, the Hawkeye series, which is going to lead into having her own series, which is kind of interesting to me because like now you're creating a, a series off of a series, a spinoff series off of another series That's that, what I was gonna say. that was, hasn't came out yet. Was the discussion of creating this character's movie, this TV show, prior to them discussing putting in her in Echo? Or after? Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, is this a, really a spinoff? Or was they just going to put her in that that show to introduce her and kind of get buzz? I'm thinking a little bit of both. Okay. I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna do her justice to to for people for her to be an, a likable character on screen that people are gonna want a spinoff. But a great thing about that one, I don't know if you know much about her, mm-hmm. is that she was introduced through um, Daredevil, like in early, late nineties. Okay. So now she has ties with Daredevil, okay. which we already know that it might introduce because it might tie in with Spider Man, uh, Far From Home, uh, No Way Home, and also She Hulk. And it does tie into that she did work with um, uh, Captain America for a little bit. And also she had like something with uh, a fight with Kingpin. Like she fought Kingpin. So it does, does tie into Daredevil. Hawkeye now leads in with using her will anchor her into Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Which we already know Charlie Cox is supposedly already re-signed. Or they already got the rights back to that. That they're going to bring him back. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's going to be her, her series to be a segue. Mm-hmm. To carry out to bring Dark Daredevil into the movies. The okay, so this is my thing is like because I don't know Echo, and I'm guessing a lot of people don't, not that well, um, unless you're really into the comics like that. So if you're gonna bring up an obscure character and give them a series, why not just use one that's gaining popularity on its own? Like, I would love to see a series based on uh, teenage nuclear. Was it? Uh, Teenage, teenage Mutant Nuclear no, Warhead. Teenage Nuclear Warhead from uh, Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yes. Yes. Like if they were to give her her own series, I think I would love that. Yes, but she's already a known character. So if you think of Echo, let's think of Echo as a way of thinking of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. She's a D-list character, not really well known. She's anchored to another pretty decent, well-known character, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. They're, they have way more opportunity to highlight her than somebody that was kind of established in, in a movie than bringing a whole new character. Because she has, she if they did a TV show for her, they would have to like link in Deadpool to link into something else. This is just, they're, they're basing her, her character most likely as a street level superhero. Which are abilities? If it's most like Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Yeah, master. no, she's like, a, uh, she's deaf. And she has a, a muscle mimic. Yeah, she's a photogenic uh, reflection, so uh, reflexes. So if she see you do something, she can do it. She can mimic it. Like she's a ballerina, like a top, like world renowned ballerina. She could do acrobatics like um, Daredevil. She has sharp marksman uh, uh, capability, like the dead uh, shot on a bullseye, just by looking at them. So that's an interesting character in itself, as a yeah, whole. I just. I don't know, man. I feel like there's so many levels you could have gone like to go with that. That it just seems weird that they went straight to, like you said, D-list. But character. the fact that she's deaf kind of just plays into you know a diversity factor. She's a, uh, she she's is a, a Native American deaf woman, which I think they're playing. I think they're having a deaf woman play it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. 
I'm not sure. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure on it. Is she Spanish too? Spanish. Her name is Maya Lopez. Like Latin oh, so native. She's not Native American. Latin Native American. I think it is. Okay. I I I like think a, like if a, I'm I'm pretty like sure a Mayan type of native. Yeah, or a Thai. Native. Yeah. This is native, so. But not American. I don't know if they, when I read it, it was Native Indigenous. American. Indigenous. It said, it said Native American. Like yeah. Okay. Um, the only and she has a birthmark of a handprint across her face, right? Like that. Yeah, so, which which she has a permanent mark of a handprint across her face. Yeah, well, it's like a a print because where when like her dad almost like a war paint because when her dad died, that's the last thing she saw of him when he got mm-hmm. killed, mm-hmm. and she uses as a, okay. a commemorative. Oh, okay. I thought that was like a to, mark, like a permanent mark she has. No, I don't think so. If I'm not, I know a little bit about kind her. Like, I, I did uh, some research Domino. on her because, like, Dom, yeah, but I don't, I don't know much about her. I didn't. I would just when I read it, I was like, who is this character? And like diving in and research, I'm like, I want to read more about her. And and see and see what happens, but I like the fact that they're taking uh, lesser known characters, yeah. um, put them in the spotlight, and then also able have the ability to link them to other other superheroes to yeah. expand that universe. So I mean, it's it's gonna be. I mean, I guess it's gonna be interesting. I just felt like, man, there's so many, such a broad spectrum of characters. Like I would at this point, I know that they already had a, a Legion show. Yeah, which was trippy. Which you know, whatever it might be cool, but I definitely would watch a Legion show like legitimately more grounded based on the actual comic books. Yeah, because he's a weird character and he's like very, like I can see a different a different episode with different like a different because supposedly every ability he has is based on a different person. Yeah, that lives in, like lives in his head. That would be an interesting show. Plus, it sounds like every character that gets presented is mm-hmm. going to get their own show. Yeah. And it's like it's not like these shows are going to be 10 20 years running, you know. These are just going to be single single shots. Which honestly yeah. I I've always I like loved the concept limited of limited series. Yeah. Limited yeah. series, yeah, because I love those. They you you already once you already know what the end is going to be, the story becomes a lot more like a lot more engaging. Engaging, yes. Yeah. Because so many shows that I've watched I've loved have fallen off because they don't know where to go anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the show's popularity is great, but it 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 supersedes. It you already supersedes you already you already did too many stories. Or yeah, you t- can spin it off and then keep keep the story alive in a sense, but yeah. kind of re reinvent. Yeah, like handing the baton to the next character yeah, like, to ca- yeah. have their have their character go through. I've that. always been my one of my favorite shows of all time has always been like Supernatural. Yeah, but Supernatural should have ended. I think five the fifth season. Yep, and it was like and fifteen. It, yeah, literally went to fifteen sixty <laughs> seasons, and it's not that it went bad. It's just I could see if they ended it five six series because. That's how they intended. It. I would have been okay with that too. Yeah. So the my only the thing with I love about limited series are like if this one I think it is going to be mm-hmm. like Hawkeye and everything else. Yeah. Is that other than that one two uh, the first or second season like uh, like for one season and one shot mm-hmm. other than having like five seasons is that within five seasons you could lose writers you could lose. Yeah. Um, whoever's a, the showrunner for any reason, but oh, if you have one series and you have everybody that you perfect need to, perfect example, perfect. It's example like the Yankees; is, uh, they'll, they'll hire one, like they have the best batter, and they'll just hire him for one year contract. That's what you do. I'm like, I want to hire the best writers for this show or this character for one year, and give me the best thing you got. That's can it. Can you imagine if Heroes only had one season? It would, it would, it would be untarnished. Nobody would really talk about its downfall. Yeah, everyone. Oh man, that was such a great show. I'm surprised they didn't keep on going. But not, oh man, that started as such a great show and it ended so poorly. Yeah, that French. they lost writers, huh? French, too. They lost writers. 
I think they lost. I think they lost a showrunner. Yeah, there was a whole. Bit. There was a, a whole big uh, thing around that time. But yeah, a lot of good shows lost writers, and that show itself lost such a good uh, um, buildup from audience and fans. And story structure and the story itself was just yeah. It was like what I didn't. They didn't know what I didn't know what it was. Yeah, they just get lost in the shuffle. Like, they were like, oh, what what can we talk about? Because we ran out. But or like you guys, I, I wasn't. I didn't get to catch up on it, but you guys watched it. And I know that had suffered from writing issues too, which was uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that that's his perfect example. Yeah. So so unless you you already wrote five seasons strong, if you have one writer, yeah. like, this is what's going to be in five seasons, and this is how you're going to show it. Do not change it. Yeah, you Kevin Feige that thing. You Kevin Feige. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's when you change creative director Directors. or minds, which we're going to get into in yeah. the next section. <laughs> that's which why I which it up. which which is going to lead into the next uh, the next segment that we're going to get into after our break, is that once creative changes happen before, during, or after. The story, the visuals, the the feel of everything, the pacing just completely changes, and you'll get two different stories from the same movie, mm-hmm. but to, from two different per, uh, like directive director perspective or artistic perspective. If you want to say, I'm I'm, I'm ready. I got, right. I got like a little typewriter going on my head. All right, no, guys. No, no, no. So with, so with that, we'll take a quick break and come back with Nick's corner review. Welcome back. Now we're with Nikki's corner review. Wow. Is that the new theme song? <laughs> yeah. That's a new intro to the segment. Yeah, right. It changes every time. It does. Yes. We keep it spicy. Until, until, until I probably learn beatboxing. Okay. Then it's going to be spicier. Yeah. Wow. Keep that one. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get into these reviews. So uh, Nick and I decided that we are going to do a weekly, a week-to-week review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's do it. Let's get into this. All right. Uh, I haven't watched it. I'm going to cover my ears. You're going to cover your ears? Yeah. All right. I'll cover your ears. Okay. I'm covering them. All right. Go. One, two, three. Covered? Okay. Boom. I'm earmuffing ear- it. Ear- earmuffs. Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. Earmuffs. What are you saying? <laughs> get it? I can't hear you. Um, I'll... It was engaging. It was it was kind of like low key, but it was engaging. Like I I, I feel like I want to I can't I want to keep on watching. All right, so I love the int- I love the first episode on many different levels. One was that this fo- right, so it's crazy because following uh, WandaVision, which is very mystical and and emotional, this is more very more grounded. Compared to the intro to or yeah, of course uh, to to one division. You're dealing with actual like real life issues. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's what I love about it is that they 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 dive into real life issues that the the average veteran or people of color would normally deal with. So like when um when when Sam had to go to um get the loan out, they were like, "Who are you?" Yeah. He's like, oh, you look sound familiar. Like he he made it seem like he was like a sports star. Like, oh, you're a sports athlete, aren't you? You're you're a celebrity. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm, a, I'm an Avenger. Like, yeah. <laughs> and 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 even that, even that much clout and everything recognition, they were like, I still can't do nothing for you. 
Well, you know, it's funny. It, the one thing I thought was interesting was that uh, because, okay, in that part, it was more like, because I can see that this is what I'm guessing the show is going to be uh, involved in, which is what nobody has really talked about yet, because it's great that everybody came back. I mean, you got the you got the people you loved, all this stuff, but a world that for five years they adjusted, they they minimized, they eliminated to compensate for the loss of half the population. Yeah. All of a sudden, just got it back. I mean, yeah, everything. I'm surprised that everybody's as calm as they are. The, the whole world should be like, like up in arms, fighting. Like, didn't you touch on this earlier about back to normal? Well. That's what I'm saying, but this is this is yeah. like, but this is going to a different normal. Yeah, it's a new with, normal within a day. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I'm just saying, like, think about just even general. Like, so let's say you lost your house, so you have nowhere to live because you were gone for five years, or the person, your husband or wife, um, mar- remarried because again you were gone. So it's like it's a Pearl Harbor. All these movie. huge, yeah. uh, you know, arguments. You're, you know, let's say you owned a company, ran a company, somebody took over for five. So it's like. The, the people, the have and the have not situation is going to be epic because basically half the population has everything. The other half the population probably lost everything. So that's where I'm surprised. So the whole it's thing it's up chaos. to the, the existing populations, the, the one that never left. How willing are they to share or to revert any well, portion? That's what I'm of, in general, yeah. it should still be the world should be in chaos. So the fact that it's still a little calm, but. I get his yeah. like yeah. Listen, man, you know there's a transition period that's going to be pretty difficult for some people. Yeah, I mean, especially that what they're saying is like, listen, you know, so many people came back at one time. You know, financially speaking, we can't just loan money like so to everybody to everybody, right? Especially right now, especially the blip, the people that blip because so much of them are probably asking for it. Yeah, and um, they needed it. They need it. But I know that I, I think it's funny that this created such an argument, which I don't understand the argument too much. So the argument is. That when they was like, didn't I? Didn't you get paid by Iron Man? <laughs> and he was like, that's not how it works. It's like uh, you ask for help, or uh, it's like almost crowdfunding. Like mm-hmm. they crowdfund you to provide a service. And and I guess they were they didn't say how much he was making, but he was like, I have co- government contracts or whatever. And people were like, uh, on the internet and, and Twitter, they were like, yo, Iron Man is like the worst person ever. He never paid any of the Avengers. Okay, but they were they were unpaid interns. That's what he so called them. So my question with that is, where did they get all their tech from? Iron Man. How much did they pay for that? Well, actually, no. Uh, uh, so... Falcon didn't get his tech from, from Iron Man. Yeah, the star, the star tech. All the star tech. The all star. Well, it was he was. That's what he. That was his. That was his tech before he ever became the Falcon. Oh, sorry. That was his tech before he actually ever became an Avenger. That was because that again. That's why I thought it was funny when people were saying that is. No, he was, sold, they, it, it, these guys was, are soldiers. No, he was all Stark, all Stark tech. But that's the thing. From Stark the is a company who gets government contracts, and technically, all those people that, well, the most part, with this, with the exception of Vision and Wanda, or, or you know whatever, everybody else were basically government contracted. Even yeah. his best friend, because they were all working for the Ro- government. Rhodey, yeah, all of them. So the government should have been paying them, like. Yeah, but the government lost half of their tax payers. No, no, I get that. But I'm just saying it's like <laughs> the fact that it just, the so fact the that so many people are like jumping tight. on on Iron Man. I'm like, but why? Like the only thing I would say is that I'm really surprised that if there was any kind of idea that they could bring people back, that some kind of insurance policy wasn't mm. created. Well, especially if that's what they were working towards. Yeah, like they they should have created an insurance policy in case everybody just shows up so they can have a But nobody that knew plan. nobody expected them to ever come back. So well, they, that's what he's saying. So 
chances are they're not going to come back, but there's a slim chance that they might. <laughs> we need to prepare for this influx of, you know, half People, the population yeah. in to the world. To come in. Yeah. All at once. We need to be ready. Yeah. And come on. It's Iron Man, you know, time, time zone that there's technology out there that you can start mass producing housing for people temporary yeah. housing you know i'm sure they got you know organic 3d printed food so they're not gonna go hungry they're gonna have a place to live maybe they can you know desalinate the ocean and drink some water from that but they'll they'll survive it, it yeah it takes so time. that was that was the biggest thing about it and what's funny is that it's gonna t- comes into the other I'm topic i'm still covering my ears by the way no it, it comes it was funny is that it's gonna go it, it's funny because people were talking about iron man and they brought up the snyder cut which we'll get into the next movie review. They were like, "Listen, uh, Spy- uh, Superman was dead and he lost his house. Batman bought the bank that owned the house to give him the house back. <laughs> Iron Man didn't do anything for his friends." Hey, hey, if we're gonna get into that little hey, argument, they, he gave him the equipment. No, no, but he didn't just bring a horse to water. He taught him how to drink and gave him a nice cup, a nice, no. cool-looking cup. But just, so just go to, drink your water. Just to re- uh, uh, buttress that argument. When did he buy the bank? When did he get him back his house? After he came back. After they took it away. Like, I mean, yeah. he, it wasn't. Hey, wh- like, why didn't he show up before? Yeah, like, why wasn't he giving Martha? Why money? didn't he spot Martha a little cash yeah, to like, save her farm? Why did he have to buy a whole bank just to do it? Like, it was cheaper to pay her mortgage than to buy the bank, right? Yeah. But that, but that gets you to the point. It's like unless they he know they know what's going on, they're not gonna be able to assist. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, he could probably go to Pepper Potts right now and ask Pepper Potts for a loan. Yeah, she'll she'll yeah. do it. Yeah, but he's but not gonna he, do that. He's, he's very prideful. Like, he's like, but that's what I'm saying. And they love that. Then whose the fault thing. is it? It's N- nobody's fault. <laughs> it's <laughs> like if either one of you are hurting financially and I don't know about it, I can't help you. Yeah, you can't help. But maybe it's kind of my fault for not asking you. Hey, not, how, how not, are you doing? Not checking in on your friends. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing financially? And well, hopefully I'm, you open up. Well, I'm sorry. She just lost her husband. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, this this Sorry. show is crazy, and nice. and and it's very uh, it's gonna be ra- racially driven. I I kind of got a lot of vibes from um. All right, so of, so uh, just to uh, tie you in, so um, when at the end of uh, well, Endgame, beginning, what yeah, yeah. So, so at I the end of watch this? you should watch it. You should watch it. But just to give you insight, you, sh- you guys should do a podcast while I watch it. <laughs> we uh, like a watch along. Yeah, yeah, we've done it once. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it was fun. But just to you give just you some talk through the whole show, yeah, yeah, and give it's like, well, it's it's like almost like Mystery uh, it, Theater three thousand. Yeah, but isn't it kind of a lot of downtime, a lot of quiet time? No, we fill in the spots. We, we, t- we talk about everything that's happening the whole time. Yeah, yeah the but whole we have t- to pick yeah. a horrible movie. That's the fun part about it. Yeah, the worst movie mystery possible. Theater three thousand. Yeah, yeah basically, okay. like type picks movies. Um, so <laughs> just to give you an insight, and uh, it's more spoiler. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's spoilerful right now at this point. At the end of Endgame. Cap gives uh, Sam the the shield mm-hmm. and goes, "This belongs to you." Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the Falcon on the shoulder, Sam doesn't feel that he's he 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 des- he's deserving of it. He's like, he doesn't feel anybody deserves it. He does. He's like the only person. He's like when I see this, the only person I think deserves. There's only one other person that think that deserves this is Sam. I mean, he's a uh, captain, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yeah, but it was his already. Yeah, it was his already. He was like, the only person that could see this shield is only on him. I don't see it with anybody ah, else. It. And I don't see it in myself to to hold so, that mantle. So, yeah. Got it. So he what he does is that they have a whole Captain America museum and he donates At it the to Swiss, it. The Smithsonian? Smithsonian. Yeah, so he donates it to the Smithsonian for Captain America and this whole thing that they have. And one guy, uh, I think it was like the president or somebody of higher 
ranking officer, he was like, "That's uh, you made it right. You make the right choice by not taking the mantle, by donating, whatever." Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that. He was like, "You made the right choice." Mm-hmm. So through this whole thing, um, Sam goes back to his his uh, his home in St. Louis, or it sounds like in the Bayou or something yeah. like. Like Down, like, boats yeah, Louisiana boats. type thing. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to get his family business back and running because after the blip, they lost a lot of money. So he tries to get a loan, couldn't get it. So then they go to Bucky and Bucky's going through therapy because he's trying to real he's trying to deal with like a worn, torn veteran coming back to real life. PTSD? Like PTSD. So he's he has nightmares and these things okay. of getting back at everybody that was in Hydra. Okay. And, and he's trying to trying to live a normal life, but he can't because all he's known was war. He says he's he's like I'm 109 years older. He's like, but for the not last 90 years or 80 years, I've just been going from one war to another war to another mm-hmm. war to another mm-hmm. war. Because the only place I found calm was in Wakanda, and that's after he they took the arm out. And they tried to um, he was like yeah, called the, yeah like a farmer. They called him the White Wolf, which is like another tag name that he had mm-hmm. in another comic. And that that's where they're leading off to the first episode. Okay. But the cliffhanger that it ends is that the the government official goes on, on media and we were like, we need a symbol, a symbol for justice, a symbol that stands for us, a symbol that that represents us, that gives us pride, that that is going to reunite America, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And some other dude walks up with the Cap's shield. Oh, my God. A whole different guy, a, a white dude. And 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 people he and at that moment Sam looks at it was like, like he gave it. So oh like, hell no! Yeah, he gave it up. He gave it up as a, as to the museum so people could honor it. But they they basically just kind of tricked them and took it so they can give it to somebody else. They yeah. swapped them out for because they didn't think he was going to be a great symbol. Wow. Yeah, or he or and then you feel then has that underlining tone like oh it's good that you like that like I said earlier it was like it's good that you made the right choice being like it's good that we don't have a black. Yeah, Captain America. Because that's what stands out. Is like, what's the difference between that guy and me? The only thing I can initially see is that he's white and I'm not, and that he might look like a poster boy like Captain America. Yeah, and when he, I don't. And he and, and he shows up as a poster boy pose, yeah. like for like with the whole outfit, the mask, and everything. It's so and this is a no namer. Well, uh, no, in the comics, he's known as like I forgot what it was called. He's a very extremist. Like, he's, yeah, um, I forgot like a U.S. soldier. I forgot what it was called, but he's. He's in the comics, but he's not necessarily a hero per se. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's 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 like an anti-hero villain type. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna like be his pre- form of justice is different. Very radical. Very. Or that he. I oh, know what it was. He does all the government's bidding. Yeah. So Steve Rogers always count, count you know, argue with with his superiors based on his morality. Yeah, exactly. This one just does what he's told. Got it. Okay. So. So we're gonna see where it goes. Into- yeah, we we Marianne and I we're we're planning to watch it. We just didn't get a chance to, but. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. It's it's interesting. It's we just... needed to finish uh, the uh, Justice League, <laughs> <laughs> the marathon. Oh man, I got all it. right, we'll get into that. In we're gonna get into it right now. But to mm. end it off, let's give it a Nikki's on the first episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I kind of feel weird giving it Nikki's because I feel like it's still building. But I would give it three Nikki's. It gave me the message I needed again. It didn't like get me like super excited or anything, but it got my attention. I'm ready for the next one. So it, and the ending was definitely like a cliffhanger. So like I give it a three Nickies. I give this a four Nickies. Oh wow! I give I think it was a strong introduction into mm-hmm. um, what is what's happening with the other Avengers, and this happens six. So this movie or show 
is happening between one division mm-hmm. and far from home yeah so this is like within a six months because after it's within the six month period of after one division ends and before um far from home starts so mm-hmm. i think this it, it it you learn a lot about what is the world or america because that's where they're mostly focusing on is um no the world too because they go to different parts but yeah. how they're adapting to post blip yeah how came back. how financially struggling every country is because they're trying to accommodate not everybody's coming back actually what was it uh not to i mean obviously you still watch the movie but a show but in this one they actually do have a a uh, kind of like a radical terrorist group that's based on people that don't believe the people that blip should have came back should have came back <laughs> So, so there's like a radical group of people like that are anti-blip. Anti- yeah, so if like you came back from the blip, you shouldn't be here. Basically. Yeah. So go back to your blip. Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. <laughs> so I think that this introduces a lot of story, and I feel like this is gonna lead into a lot more action-packed episodes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it is gonna open the world into how the psyche went through to everybody that that is dealing with it. Yeah, because you're you're because WandaVision it's great if you think about it. One division is an individual perspective of what happens for a lost one and after yeah, in, p- grief. in grief. This one is more of a global scale of understanding um, what's was the transition period from post uh, pre blip, post blip, and after after yeah, yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. And then far from home is showing that everybody's transition and everybody's already conformed to their their new new mm. norm because they went to a school trip and everybody looks like they were just. On everyday trip, it's not like there was no struggle. There was no like transitioning. There was, yeah, there like, wasn't there, really conversation in regards of to like what happened or yeah. what's the happening. Only, yeah, the only yeah, there was only one little storyline about the blip, and that's because one little kid when they left now was like a full grown man. Yeah, yeah so they were like, it. oh, there's like they touch yeah, on it. Like, it's, right. it's easier for a kid to go back to school and just study versus an adult having to go back to their life. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> where's my wife? Where's my house? Where's my job? Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything, yeah. Where's my dog? Right. So it was already ten years old. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I give it four Nickies. All right, cool. All right, so are we ready for the next one? <sighs> Let's get into this. Okay. All right. All right. So, <laughs> I, John. John I? has the biggest smile on this. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot. Of, what? You can introduce it. That's fine. I'll let so, you. So okay. Let... So the Nikki review is going to review um, the Schneider cut. Schneider. Um, 90s. 90s. Uh, let me start it off by saying, man, this I, I was, I would, I'd say it like this. When I first heard about it, I was excited because again, I have a thing with directors basically being artists and people allowing them to just create their work. Yes. So I was really hoping that I wasn't even hoping that it was going to be great. I just was hoping that it was good, so that it kind of so that the movie kind of got a little redemption and you saw that if you let a director do his movie. He can create a masterpiece, right? But man, I didn't anticipate this. This was amazing to me. The how the characters were flushed out, how the stories were well told, how every scene that you possibly saw in the first one felt like a blip of the entire scene, like almost like in this one, I felt the pain of people, how people lost other other characters, of like. You know that's what I'm saying. Like every, the the first one just felt like a like a very superficial view on what was going on, and this one was a well, well in depth view on everything to the point where you felt and that was a thing. I didn't feel anything in the first one. 
I because it was so superficial. It was like they did this, they did that, but you know, you didn't see the pain of the loss or whatever, the war, the fight, the motivation, the details. Yeah. Like, man, so fleshed out. And I, I, I know it's four hours, but I'm sorry, I was, I was okay with it. So let me play devil's advocate. Do your thing. Go, go for it. So, um, Jack Snyder, right, Jack? Zach. Zach. Zach, Zach Snyder. Mm-hmm. He does have the luxury of having a four-hour movie mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. two. Yeah. As well as the luxury of hindsight. Yeah. So if you did something and I get to see it afterwards, I can not only see it after you, you finished it, but see the review, see the critics. I have so much feedback that I can just make a long list and check them off and say, okay, fix this, fix this, fix this. Now, I'm not giving my review. Mm. I'm just playing devil's advocate so yeah. you guys can elaborate on yeah. the fact that he does have, I don't know how long the first movie was, but twice as much time, yeah, four hours much. versus two, and he has hindsight. You know, and you, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. You can see where things went wrong and you, you can correct fix it. it. Well, the only thing was is, and this was a surprise to me, majority of this movie was not a reshoot. You know what I mean? There was only like one scene, I think, that was reshot. There was... Like one, I think it was... They three it was scenes like, that was reshot. Three, yeah. The three or four scenes that were so reshot. So basically, majority of this movie was what he originally did. So correct. although you're right on hindsight, the thing was, it kind of felt like... So he did... Let's say he did 90... Looks like he did almost the entire movie. He almost did like 90% of the movie was done. And he was like, he was ready to come out. But obviously, he had a tragedy which uh, he was able to use that, uh, a lot of the influence of what happened in this movie. Um, I'll tell you what parts were there. Um, but because of that tragedy, he had to leave. Somebody took over, and instead of just finishing that person's vision, they're like, nope, I have my own vision, so we're going to scrap all this, recolor, do this, reshoot. <laughs> so basically, like, redo it. And then what happens is Josh Whedon, I, now he's kind of, I feel like he's he's feeling more the buttress of the of the the blame of what happened last time, but I felt like th- that the most of the people probably were blaming uh, Zack Schneider because it was like, oh man, this is such a bad movie, but that wasn't his movie. That was somebody else who came in and redid, and redid it. Not even finished, redid it. Yeah. But guess what? He didn't really, I, he probably didn't get as much of the blame back then, but Zack did. I'm like, yeah. but that's not well, what I shot. Because there was nowhere, no way to compare his movie to what could have been. Until now. So, yeah. Yeah, so... That's why I'm happy. This it's like when you get out. a new manager at work and he comes in guns blazing, changing this and changing that as opposed to finding out what works, what doesn't work, you yeah. know, yeah. and playing playing well or making a, a seamless transition. Yeah. yeah, you could put in your input. But if your sole goal is to come in and just shake things up, sometimes you shake it up and it falls apart. Which I think the only reason they brought him in and they probably did give him all the, the ability to change it was because they were like, it's... It's this common thing where everybody says DC trying to be Marvel. And that's the problem is like DC is always trying to be Marvel and it doesn't work. And every time they try, it just doesn't work because Marvel is Marvel. It's his own thing. But DC has an opportunity to make its own thing, which I believe this movie showed you it could be. And that's it. Yo, we're our own thing. We have our own following. We have our own group. We don't have to be what Disney and Marvel does because they're great, but they're them. Yeah, let's be. I think they're just copying the wrong things. I think when you try to become something else, but you're taking bits and pieces as opposed to understanding the whole formula, then that's where you start falling short. You know, Marvel is huge. 
very successful. So was DC for a very, very long time. Yeah. From the original Batmans and Supermans. Like, they've been very successful. It's just that, you know, Marvel created such a juggernaut that you, it's just overshadowing them. But there's nothing stopping DC from becoming just as big as Marvel. Because guess what? Yeah, you might be in the shadow of this juggernaut called Marvel. But the whole theme, the whole genre is there for the taking. Yeah. Just create good, clean content with characters that are legendary, timeless. They'll never die. Pun intended. They, yeah. they come back to life. Um, but you could bring all those characters back, add new ones, resurrect some old, you know, uh, uh, abstract ones, and you can still become just as big as Marvel because... Yeah. The genre is there for, th- for the taking. I just think that they didn't have to try to be anything like Marvel because, like you said... Well, meaning successful. Well, no, but I mean, like, they've been out for so long. You're right. I mean, think about this. Marvel didn't. Marvel movies didn't really even exist until Blade, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, like, 90-something. Mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, so then Wait, you had... Wasn't it Howard the Duck first? He was a Marvel character, but it wasn't considered... Under a Marvel studio. Yeah. It but was all it, licensed. But, but yeah, but even Blade wasn't under Marvel Studios. The first Marvel Studios movie was Iron Man. And I don't think I don't think Howard the Duck was actually technically successful. No, it wasn't. Was. It was more of, But I think Marvel created Marvel Studios for Blade. No, not for Blade, for Iron Man. Yeah. But, I want to say that I read an article that said that the reason why so okay, so this is maybe where I'm getting confused. They made more money with Blade by keeping more of the rights than they had with previous yeah because they had they didn't they didn't give characters they were i I think i know you're saying blade Blade, saved blade saved marvel blade saved marvel because they didn't all right they didn't sell the rights to blade they licensed it correct meaning that you could use this character it's still our property you could use it but what they did was like when they noticed i was like all right now let's sell all our property like how they sold spider-man to sony how they sold um x-men to fox they sold their properties, meaning that if they were ever, they were never intention was to go into the movie business. Once they were like showing that X Men was popping, and then like Daredevil with Ben Affleck was kind of alright, but they were like, "There's money, there's money there. Mm-hmm. We could pull that money. Mm-hmm. Let's get into that." Yeah. And there, but going back to the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. and and your take on the Marvel and um, DC thing was that. With DC or oh, Warner Brothers, because they're D, they're the ones that run DC. With their thing is that they noticed that Marvel's created a universe, so they were like, "Let's." I felt like they're like, "We need to create a universe fast to keep up with them." So I feel instead of flushing out five different characters, five singular movies, which would have spanned like five six years, where they were like, "Oh, Marvel's already ahead of us. Let's do Justice League and introduce it." Josh Whedon did taking um all the cuts from all the. F- footage from Zack Snyder was that he pieced it together what with his aesthetic that was like Nick's a very superficial, very vibrant um, and just a run-of-the-mill superhero movie with no meat to it. It was very bland. It was very colorful with no taste, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And with Zack Snyder, which I liked, I liked the movie. Um, there are, re-watching watching it, the movie is good when compared to the original. Does it make it a great movie? 
yes kind of it's like a not a hard yes it was like but it has a lot of its flaws based on characters um like cinematic choices pacing choices like that slow-mo kills me and introducing characters that ultimately you don't you most likely have intention but no guarantee that you're going to be used in the future so that that was that was the fault of what the snyder cut is that for for like how you said having hindsight that he everything that people were complaining about he checked off like there was like it's the world that the like the scene in josh um josh whedon's cut when the big battle scene is very red and it felt very unnatural to be in that world or in that atmosphere where they were at that he was like you know what like you said hindsight like i won't do that if that was my intention i'm not going to do that because yeah we don't know we don't know but now he knows he's like with all the reviews, when people were complaining about the Josh Whedon, they'd be like, oh, like I, he could have been like, I'm going to change it. Or if he had it, maybe he wouldn't stick with it. But he's like, no, I'm going to do it different. I'm going to do something more grounded. He had the largest test study ever. But the one thing to that have was, all fans chime so like, in. Yeah. The, the things that he corrected, it, it wasn't really hindsight because it had to have been in there to do it because I hated the original, like, there was literally different stories in the in in, in uh, Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon, which I thought was like the whole thing with uh, Wonder Woman being a leader thing. I'm like, I don't get that part. Like, I thought it was like, was he trying to pass the mantle? Yeah, like, and that's the thing too is that that's not Batman. Batman is not really one to be because he doesn't really he takes over when he has to and he just kind of lets go when he has to. But he doesn't sit there and try to coach somebody to be a, a leader. A leader, yeah. So, and, so can we talk about Batman? Uh-oh. Okay, let's get into this. I know you've been waiting. Go, Go for it. He has a Batman right, shirt. All right, right, right. <laughs> so full disclosure, I'm wearing a Batman shirt right now. Although I'm a huge Superman uh, fan, always have been. Uh, so much so that my Google Assistant at home calls me uh, Superman when I say goodnight. Yeah. Um, but full disclosure, I came here ready today, prepared to express my disdain for... Ben Affleck as Batman. When he was first announced as Batman, I was not happy. I was was completely against it. When I saw the movie... uh, Batman vs. Superman? Batman v. Superman? That one. And then definitely the Justice League. the uh, Josh Whedon. Josh Josh Whedon. Whedon. It confirmed it. It confirmed that he's a horrible Batman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've had these discussions many times. (laughs) Yeah, we have. And, back and, forth and, and the 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 argument back to me is, well, it's the writing, it's this, it's the director. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you are a celebrity with a brand and you're going to put out your face and your brand and your career on the line. You need to have as much input as possible. Push back because then you're just going to be drugged down with the flawed creative uh, vision of the writers or the director. Yeah. All right. So with that said, what happened with the Zack Snyder film? Yes. Well, I'll tell you that Zack Snyder has taken me to the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I have I have seen the land of milk and honey, and he, it was a great it was a great uh, great Batman. Ben Affleck. Right? He was the Batman that I always envisioned that i expected you know from my favorite batman uh michael keaton mm-hmm. you know um he portrayed he was more toned down not no no i, I mean honestly, no he actually what like they actually i read about it he 
hit, like he didn't try to joke as much as he did before. Like his jokes are very yeah. He like, and Josh like, Whedon's had a lot of one liners. Yeah, like like off cuff one liners. And they were like, they were very very poor written one liners. Yeah. So he commanded respect yeah. in this new version. He didn't joke. I don't think at all or as much. Um, the the team respected him. They didn't question him. They didn't. There was one time where uh, Aquaman picked him up and slammed him against the wall. <laughs> yeah, and that I was fine with that because you know you got two powerhouses, two alpha mm-hmm. males in the trying room. to c- command you know mm-hmm. power. But again, Batman, Batman as a character, he keeps his calm, his cool. Because he knows what he has. He has the ace up his sleeve. And like a boss, he pulls out a stack of cash and says, shut the F up and <laughs> listen to me. You know, he just, he throws money at it because that's one of his main superpowers is that he's rich. Yeah. And they, they mentioned that in the movie. So that part I liked. And the fact that they took out all the back and forth or the questioning him. And even Alfred. Yeah. In the first movie, he was getting up on... Batman, like, bro, yeah. who, who, are, you work for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though in the new movie, yeah. he says, I work for Alfred. <laughs> but when Alfred would push back and question him, which is okay, that's his job, you know, to always make sure that he sees the alternative. Yeah, he's, he says, he's, he's his devil's advocate. That's what yeah. he does. He's like, he po- tries to poke holes in his theory. And, and that's his job. Him. Batman still says, no, this is the way it's going to be. I have faith. I have hope. And this is, this is my decision. And yeah. Alfred's like, all right. You know, yes, Master, you know... Mr. Wayne. Mr. Wayne, yeah, Which, so. I, will, I want to say, like... I've always, I mean, I mean, I've always been a fan of uh, Ben Affleck being Batman. Um, I, I always thought... For me, personally, just me, my personal... I just thought he was perfect. But the thing was, I did... Just like John, I did not like his... Interp- like, the way he was depicted in, in Whedon. And I felt like that was not Batman. Which was that he just kind of... like Especially the final fight scene, he was always laid back. Like, in the back. And he basically didn't contribute. Yeah, and he was the whole time he's trying to pass the leadership to somebody else. That's not that's not Batman. Like yo, Batman, like you said, he's always the boss. He's always takes control when he has to, and he always contributes his. Like he's the, always the person without powers that people don't see coming, and that's exactly who he was in this movie. Yeah. And I love that. Like yo, the whole time everybody was just thanking him for bringing them together, and even even and the first one, Superman cursed him for kind of bringing him back. Like why would you do this to me? And this one, he thanked him, and I'm like. But yeah, it's crazy. Little things, like even posture. You yeah. know, in the original, you would often see uh, Bruce Wayne kind of hands down, kind of like almost like he was hunched over. He just looked fat, you know? <laughs> like defeated. He always looked defeated. Yes. You know, he looked yeah. like he was tired. And in the new one, I don't know if it was just a different shot, but his posture was more tall. His arms were crossed in a way of. You know, regal, respected, yeah, exactly, and you know, it's all those little things, the little teeny tiny things yes. that just spoke volumes. Yeah, when it came to who he is as a character, and I'm like, out of all the film, out of all the takes that you filmed or you had at your disposal, you pick those. And, and like I told you, it's all about directing and writing. You know what's crazy? And well, you know, oh, sorry, wait, sorry no, before, 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 before I go into, it, I told you so. <laughs> I had to tell you. Well, that. okay. Well, it was that was a blind. Told you so. You no, but lucky. I, no, but I told you. I'm like, and I was like Ben Affleck when we saw it. I'm like Ben Affleck. It the look and feel, and I know his acting abilities. He is gonna, he is an ideal Batman. 
the way they portrayed him on film was horrible. And that's been saying that like, was, and thankfully they that Zack Snyder had the ability to do this to prove to you that when like like how Nikki says, ninety percent of the footage was there. So he had all those great shots, all those great films, all those great abilities or attributes that you you that you like loved about it. He threw it. The director just threw like unwillingly threw it out the window because his visual appeal or his visual tone or taste or artistic flavor that he wants to put it in didn't portray it. Well, didn't didn't give it to I'll him. tell you this real quick mm-hmm. and then I'll let Nikki go. He did a good job. Okay. They wrote the right story. They filmed the right scenes for him. If if he left as Batman, I wouldn't be sad. Okay. Not that he did he did a good job. This was a very good take. Yes. But I I personally wouldn't say he's the ideal Batman. He's not your ideal Batman. Yeah. He's not your ideal Batman. Especially seeing his other films. I just don't see him with enough arrogance. I need a little bit more cockiness, a little bit more arrogance coming from a billionaire playboy. I just felt like that's exactly what he was in real life. Like, <laughs> and, and, and maybe he is. I didn't see it in the movie. Um, but what was going to say, the other part that I was happy that they changed, because uh, there was the scene where they came up with the idea for bringing back Superman or whatever. In the original, it bothered me because they kept on coming out. Like, he kept on coming out very desperately. Like very little desperate, and then the, all based on just grief. Like I'm sorry, he I, he felt guilty for his death. I'm like, that's that's not Batman. And although there was some grief attached to it, he still the whole team came to the conclusion, and even him, he tried to base it on logic. And that's why I hated that scene in the first one where he was just no, we we have to, but we have to. Bring. I'm like, he just seems so weak as a character. It's too emotional. Yeah, yeah, and that's not Batman. This one, like I said, he was like you said, he was controlled. He was, he was, yeah. And this one, he was like, I just, I made him a promise, and I'm keeping my promise. Yeah, and that's why I'm doing it. Oh, okay. he's very straightforward. You know. So let's get into two characters I really want to get attention based on. I want to get your mm-hmm. thoughts on. Go ahead. And what I loved about it, and what they, how they flushed him out, and mm. one being Ray Fisher's character, Cyborg. Oh man, his so his, much more, man. So much, so much meat. Like they even call it. He's like he is the heart of the movie. Yeah, he he he. You see everything that he went through, and so much more scenes to give him backstory to, because the Josh Whedon cut, you just see him like levitate, and out of nowhere he appears with one of the mother boxes like here, like no, not enough significance to to, to appreciate the character that he is. It seemed like an afterthought. Yes, he was like, because I felt like Josh Whedon's movie was like, let's focus on the big four: Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. And Superman, and let let's leave uh, Flash and Cyborg as mini side characters that just come in, like Transformers with like those, jokies, with those yeah. hip hop, uh, yeah, Transformers, <laughs> like just like a just... Jar Jar Binks kind of character. Yeah, like, like they were the Jar Jar Binks <laughs> for the Josh Whedon. Like yeah. they just came in, and and that's funny because um, the Flash, which which is funny, he has a, he's very funny, uh, like off cuff uh, commentary in his comic book sometimes. Ezra Miller's character was just like that, but. You you knew more about him with the Snyder cut, like they had Iris a little bit, and he still had the jokiness, and you could tell even though he has these abilities, he's had, still has trouble looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Like he's still trying to live a normal life job. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I having so those comments. abilities. Uh, this is like oh my god, 
So funny. Yeah, so those are the two characters I want to get your thoughts on. Okay. So you said Cyborg? Cyborg, Ray Fisher Cyborg. And, Flash. and Ezra Miller's The Flash. Okay. Those are the two characters that I think that they gave justice to, to, to appreciate those characters more. Even more for Ezra Miller because now he's going to have the Flashpoint movie coming out soon. Which is which is gonna be an uh, I don't know if it's gonna flash forward to that one because he did the flashpoint. Which that's another thing that I was happy about this movie is that they actually have a consistent story going on. Which was in uh, Batman v Superman, Batman had that what he thought was a dream where he saw uh, a flash pop up into his into in his his cave yeah. out of nowhere, warning him about something. And in this one, they kind of followed up on it. Um, so, and you know, that's, that's the whole idea is how you build, you want to build a universe. That's how you build a universe. Um, but to go back to, let's say, uh, um, um, cyborg. Uh, cyborg. Yes. One thing I hated in the first one was that it was just a blanket statement that, oh man, the mother box built him. And I hated that. Cause I'm like, no, his father built him father, you know, did stuff. And I mean, this one kind of had a, a mix of it, but for the most part, his father made him and knew everything that he was able to do. The mother box just kind of helped bring it to life. But I love the fact that there was actually thought process. It makes it seem like, because the first one, they, they kept on making it seem like, oh, well, the mother box brought you. And every day, he said, he, like, every day I keep on getting a new upgrade. Yeah. So it's like him and his father had no idea what he had become or what his abilities were. And in this one, no, his father knew exactly what he is and what he became and exactly what abilities he had yeah. in that tape recorder scene. And I love that scene because I'm like I I didn't like the like the just kind of like uh the the the, the magic of him just be, being put together. Um, yeah, when they explain the fact that the mother box only works through the intention of the person wielding yeah. it. Yeah. So the mother box alone couldn't have done what it exactly. did to cyborg. It it needed his his it father was. to go ahead and think I want this for my son. And um, what was the other thing too? And I don't know what Josh was thinking, but this like because I always had an issue in the first movie where they're fi- they're done fighting Superman and then the box lounge in the parking lot, and one second to another you just saw like the 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 the, the, the tunnel whatever yeah the, and just uh, got teleported away that was it they literally just showed a teleporting thing and then that was oh the box is gone. That's literally what happened the first one. They didn't even show. I'm like, <laughs> nobody really? thought to protect. Yeah, this. nobody thought to stop. The him. Nobody last to one exactly. that the guy needed, like the last piece of this huge puzzle, <laughs> and there was no crazy scene to kind of put it together. Like, oh man, this is the final piece. <laughs> so the fact that there was this scene that was not only like so heartful, man, I cried. Like yeah. what happened with his dad, and that yes, his like there was an actual scene where he showed up. And got the last one, and that last one was important. And there was a scene about a standoff. The fact that there wasn't that scene in the first one killed me. And then, why would you cut this scene? Like this is like such a big moment in the movie for everybody, for the for the cyborg, for the actor, for the whole movie. And I'm like, you just cut it. You just threw it away. Yeah, I think this this movie this movie ruined Josh Whedon's career. Well, I don't know about his career, but definitely his reputation. His rep- like his, yeah, his, but his current, repu- current reputation. Yeah, that's but- a huge slap in the face for this movie, which I believe is going to be so huge, to be a, a, an identical, almost remake of the movie that just came out not so long ago. That is way better than yours. Yeah, who, that's just like we were talking. Like, who would have thought this? Who would have thought that? Because, like, like I said, when I first started talking, I was like, I just expected it to be okay, you know, whatever. But I didn't think they were gonna. Like, I was like, how much can you do? Because I literally thought everything they shot in the first one, 
they maybe shot like 30, 40 minutes extra. So I'm like, I didn't know there was an entire freaking movie. Yes, yeah. it could have been a Like, movie. that's crazy to me. I literally just thought it was going to be one of two a, scenes he, he to make made, it. He could have made like a two-part movie for yeah. this. And still be amazing. Well, they were. I think the original idea was they were going to be like little mini episodes, like mini series. Mini series. They originally thought one hour. Yeah, four hour, four, four hour, four one hour mini series. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought. But man, that's the way we watched it. But uh, okay, yeah, so yeah, pretty much. so yeah, because they had chapters. Yeah, and each yeah. chapter was like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. So yeah, Cyborg was so fleshed out. He's more fleshed out than almost anybody. Because yeah. Well, it made him seem like he's so much more powerful than. And he is. He is like, yeah. like I'm thinking about his abilities, and I'm like. He has a lot of abilities, yeah. you know, and you didn't get that from the first movie at yeah. all. You see, he was he was a side character in the first one. I'm That's like, I, I like I like Teen Titans Cyborg better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So didn't and, he make a reference in the first one or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, he made that 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 catchphrase. Yeah. The, 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 uh, booyah. Booyah. Yeah. Booyah. <laughs> Which kind of again it goes back to like a superficial fan thing. Like it's like you didn't give the fans what they wanted as far as detailed and structure and character. You gave them like. Little kitsch, you know, little things, little catchphrases. That people are like, oh, I, guess I That's remember very pandering. that. That's yeah. like so, what very... was the guy's character, Doomsday, at the end? Uh, uh, Dark Side. Dark Side. They even, they, they, he wasn't even in the first one. I no. know. Were they planning a second movie? No. Like, oh, no, they were planning a second movie. I think they were trying to. They were. Uh, they were trying to. Yeah, they were planning to bring Darkseid in the second one. Okay, because I was. He was. Say, like, he was. What? Like this is a whole different piece, like a huge piece yeah, of and, the movie. And that's another thing with Steppenwolf is that in the first one you you didn't know his motivation, you didn't know anything. He was like, oh, he was supposed to be the big bad, would just coming in and doing what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But the second one, um, what well, not the second? Well, this one, the Snyder Cut, you see his motivation. You see the reasons behind his actions of what he, why he was trying to accomplish whatever he tried to accomplish, mm-hmm. he's a, he's and how punished. it changed. Yeah, how it changed because he was oh, yeah. being punished to pay back a debt to take over as many worlds, ten thousand worlds. Yeah. But then he's like, "Wait a minute, this is the world that Darkseid has been looking for." Yeah. So that was like his way out, like his. Yeah, he's a servant, basically. Yeah. yeah. The other part too was his death in the first one. I'm like. Oh my God! He showed fear, so those things came. That was so. <laughs> yeah. It was so. It was so weak. You're nothing. Yeah. You suck. Yeah, like your mama movie. don't love you. Like, ah. think, yo, think about how. <laughs> think about how cheesy everything in the first one was. Uh, Batman learned about the boxes because he killed one of the one of the yeah. the things, and it left a mark on the wall. That was it. I'm like, what? No, no. And how did he get those things? How did you, how was he able to kill one of those things? Because he, he grabbed some random guy and made him scared. I'm like <laughs> it just seems so cheesy. Why was like, why was the little, you know, dragonfly guys why were why were they there? What do you mean? You didn't really they were looking for like, they said they were looking they, for something, but I'm like looking for the box? That guess that's, that's what, what they're their goal, that's what yeah. their sole job is to sniff out yeah. the box. box. Was there a box in that area or did someone I don't know, like, had someone touched a box? <laughs> and then just the fact that like, oh I've been tracking them all no, I hated that. Like, the, and then also the scene with with uh, 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 Wonder Woman, where it's like, "Oh, uh, let's go warn Wonder Woman," and they just show an arrow being shot. They didn't go into the detail about what that arrow is, what the explanation was, and she, you know how she got the message by looking in the back of the news. Like in this one, no, she went to the she went to the area. The arrow actually had something engraved in it. She went to where the information she can get it. Like there was so much detail. Like, she didn't just know. Oh my god. There's fire in this one random area. 
that must mean this whole story is happening. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> she went through a whole story. Yeah, like, there's so much to the, those two movies to compare. Oh man, it's just they just and they did just... and they did a certain shot to uh, um, side um, side by side shots of the Josh Whedon, uh, the same is as it out there. I want to see it. Yeah, there was one. All right, there was I forget there was one that they have a uh, uh, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne walking in. And then he and like you see it like like the ton the tone of the the scene very dark dramatic but then you see Josh Reed is bright but then it has like a picture of like uh, Gal Gadot's butt on the left corner like the angle they were shooting at it was weird and he had like these weird like <laughs> like the one that that on the Josh Reed that like Flash was running so fast that he bumps into Wonder Woman and he falls oh, yeah, on, top he fell on the top of her like kind of like motorboated her yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, okay. Well, here's another one that I think, based on the Flash thing too, is I realized the one huge difference. One issue that I had in the first one was I thought that the the Flash ran super like weird, and now that I watch this one, it's still in the second one. It's still in the second one. Yeah, but but it makes more sense in the second one because basically, so the first one just makes him look like he's running like a little kid. Yeah. But I realized what the Zach was trying to do was he wanted him to have a super wide stance between steps, which looks better in his vision. Um, it looks more like man, he is like going the distance. Versus in the first one, they just made him look like he's running like a like a three year old kid, yeah. like with his arms and everything flying. But he wasn't doing that. He was trying to run like the way Zach did. But this guy changed the tone or showed it differently, where um, just made him look silly. Yeah. And and the last one, I, I thought it was cool. Um, and also, I know people had an issue with the four three uh, um, aspect ratio. Aspect ratio, ratio. But I found out what it was. It was because uh, uh, Zach's vision was more... For IMAX. No, no. Well, yeah, IMAX, but also he wanted levitating shots. So yeah. they do wide-angle shots so you can see what's going on the sides. But he wanted more of a high-angle shot so you can... Because Superman flying, you know, a lot of, like, sword fights up in the air. Yeah. So he, he thought that the whole movie was going to look better if you showed what's going on at a higher ratio, like a, like a height-wise yeah. versus width. So that's why it's like that. And actually, I was like, man, you're right. Because Superman... Is an essential character, and a lot of times he's flying over somebody else. You know, to cut that a little thing, it might just kill the scene. Yeah, you get immersed in a movie. It doesn't matter the aspect ratio. Oh, yeah. you, you get forget it. If the director directs your eyes to a certain point, you're gonna go there. You're not gonna go to the black bars on top or on the sides. Yeah. Um. But, so but, Flash, yeah. I thought it was funny in the first version where he's he races Superman at the end of the movie. How stupid. <laughs> I thought it was funny because it, yeah, that's it, always a question, but it was oh I, I was fine with it not being in the second one because it yeah. didn't fit the tone. Yeah, you yeah. know it was a serious, was silly, they, they a made a serious silly, dark yeah. movie. Um, but I have a question: if Flash and Superman, because it seems like they could run relatively, about the, yeah. relatively the same speed or very close, mm-hmm. so why doesn't Superman generate all this? Spark. Well, because Flash is faster. Well, yeah, the Flash is faster, but it's also how he, how he is in that speed. Because uh, he says it. It's so a he speed got his speed from from getting hit by lightning bolt, right? Because he got hit well, by lightning. It's lightning plus. I think like he was in experiment. It's something I forgot. It was what an was. experiment that happened. Yeah, um, but he's connected to the speed force. Yeah, that's so that's what generates his powers of speed. Okay, but he's able. He he's faster than Superman because he's able to. He's the the only superhero with Justice League that's able to break the time continuum and travel through time by running. Unless Superman's flying around the world, well, which that will happen in the movie. Yeah, yeah, 
part three. But he goes only back in time. But he they can't I go think, forward. I think they said that uh, oh, he does go forward. He just he brings it back to no. He, he goes back in time. He, he turns back time. Yeah. yeah. But but Flash didn't go forward in time. He went back. He went back. Yeah. But so did Superman. Yes. So they can both. Why turn, he could, he, turn he, back he, the clock? But he I, could. But Flash could go forward in time. He could. He could run fast enough to go forward in time. And I think. Well, what also, does that mean? Like changing time zones. No, like no, he could go. He could run future. through time itself. He could run through time itself and go into the future. But we—that's comic book. We haven't seen that in a movie. No, no, it's 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 in plenty of. Uh, Flash is notorious for that. But no, no, I'm saying it's in comics, not in any movies. That's TV shows. TV shows. Okay. Because he hasn't. He doesn't have a full. I don't remember him having a full movie. No. He has had TV shows. But the, but the TV show, he has he, done that. He's able he, to he, run through. They made Flash Gordon. Different Flash. Yeah, yeah different. Flash. Um, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think too. Okay. I think Superman can. Some like his speed comes a lot more, at least in the comments. I think is is more from his flying than running. Yes. So like, well, because when he came back to life, no, no, in, and in, he started in, fighting Flash. No, in this movie, he I'm was saying, just moving. He wasn't yeah. flying. He no, was but just... I'm saying in the comics wise, I think okay. it, I think flying. That's why in the original movie, I think he was able to turn back time because he was flying. Yeah. So in this, but then movie, also again, you have to understand that I feel Flash in this movie. Hasn't fully matured and and took took full ability say. of all his powers that he has. Yeah, that's what I, was I think say. when at the end of it, when he goes back, he was like he was like I could do it. I could like he's questioning yes. even stuff the whole time. Like I think I could do so it. At I'm that gonna point, go. that's when you he's like a confirmed spark. that he is the fastest thing out there right now. Fastest yeah. man alive. Fastest thing because yeah. Well, there there there's a lot more speedsters that are kind of faster than but he has challenges. But let's get into this Flander cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But let's nerds. let's let's get into the review the, the Nikki ratings. Yeah. All right. So So do you know about our Nikki ratings? Are you aware of them? the Nikki's? The Nick okay, that's so Nikki's are the awards. We have a Nikki's awards, but there's so a Nikki ratings. Yeah, let's go through the Okay, so what so, are these called? No, the, no Nick, this is Nikki so like Nikki ratings. So but we have there's something called the Nikki's which mm. is uh, when it says the Nikki's is a Nikki's uh, like award show that we do. Okay. Which so, should be so, coming up. so people can win three trophies? Maybe <laughs> two or four. You gave four. Yeah, but um, as so these far are ratings. As the, these are ratings. These are so, ratings. Wait a minute. So the one that we just did, and that's how many Nikki ratings do you give it? What's the okay? Nikki so rating? there's a Nikki ratings, ratings and yes. there's the Nikki's. But I give him Nikki's give, we is give an award. Details. Yes. So it's either you get an award or you don't. No. All right. Let's let's let me break it down. There's the Nikki ratings where you get like a five star rating. Okay. Like you have to say five stars, five Nikki's or Nikki ratings. But then there's the Nikki's. Oh yeah, the Nikki's. The Nikki's. <laughs> the Nikki's. Yes. Which is an award show where we uh, talk about what's the best movie of the year, uh, best location. Oh, so right now we're talking. Is this a ratings? ratings. This is a ratings, okay. not an award. Okay. A rating. Yeah. I thought this was going to be different than the first one we did earlier, but no, this is the same. This is the rating. same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a but but you were just we... telling me that there's a Nikki's. The yeah, Nikki's. we're like, oh, this is the Nikki's. No, no, okay. no. The Nikki's are. are, are but to give him to give you a uh, general knowledge of what how we kind of use it. So one, what we say, one is just unsalvageable. There's nothing you can do to save it. It's done. Two is there were some things, but it's overall a bad movie. Something's okay, but it's overall a bad movie. Three is it's okay. It met expectations. Yeah, like three, three is, is like met, it met expectations. Yeah, three is hey, I like the movie. It was cool. I like you know I, you know whatever. Yeah. But I, I probably won't watch it again. But it was cool. Uh, four is you know something that movie was that movie was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was really good. It was a solid movie. And then but... 5 is just, uh, I think... Masterpiece. The only, yeah, the only thing we really gave 5 to was Endgame. And Shazam. And Shazam. You gave 5 to Shazam? I think. Shazam was awesome, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, with this one... Comedies are easier to get away with a lot of stuff. Comedies? 
Well, no, because at, like anything, comedies is subjective. Well, no, but most of these comic book comedy type movies, like uh, Guardians, mm-hmm. is a very funny movie. Yeah. Now that is more. It's e- it seems to me that it would be easier to get five niggies than maybe like a Dark Knight. Mm. I mean, no. I, the only reason Shazam got so well is because it. I was, did I was have Dark Knight get parts. five and then well, Guardians gets four. You say Guardians get four? Yeah, Guardians Ooh. get four. Uh, so okay, even but, though it's in the, my top three of Marvel MCU movies, okay. so yeah, five is just like that's it. There's not anything I could say like to correct. Zack Snyder it. couldn't come back and remake that same movie. Like and, there's and nothing, there's nothing that I would say needs to be improved. It's it's perfect the way it is. So five is rare, but because I could give five to a movie that was, you know, maybe not the best of all time, but it was great for what it was, and there was nothing I could say to correct it to fix it. So you know whatever. I see the end game. It was just hard for me to see um, the um, what was the other one? Uh, Which one? The other one they gave five to Shazam. Shazam. No, yeah. Shazam was good. I just it's hard for me to see it at at the level of. Endgame. Well, I just could, we couldn't really just we couldn't we couldn't pick a hole in it. Basically, that was it. That was mostly where we get to. It's like when you. When you really can't pick a hole in it, then it's like, wow, you know. The more was it because you didn't have much expectations, so it just surpassed your expectations because they were already low? Well, no, I, I grew up with Shazam, like because cartoons. Because I'm sure the expectations animation. for Endgame weren't at the same level as Shazam. No. But you don't have like five years. Well, expectation, years yeah, that, that was almost like it's guaranteed to, to bring what it's been promising. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. my expectations at Endgame were much higher than Shazam. Of course. Yeah, so... Again, playing devil's advocate, Shazam was it it it, it was easier to meet the expectations, it's, you know, because it's, it's so You're you're right. There's gonna be a, that that that's why it's, it's kind of subjective with the Nikki's because there's movies that's gonna be like that where it's like yeah. I didn't expect I expected this to be crap, and then all of a sudden like it was perfect. It was like and that's how I felt about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I didn't really have much expectation. It was just another yeah. Marvel movie. Actually, my expectations were lower because I saw the commercials or the trailers. And I'm like ah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But seeing it all put together, I'm like, this is a very entertaining movie. Yeah. yeah. On, on like all levels. Yeah. All right, let's go. So I'm like torn a little bit. Um, I'm not, it's not five for sure. I think it was wonderful. I think it was amazing. I think it was great. And I, and I actually want to give it a five just because I've been, I wanted it to be good. Yeah. Like this, I feel like it's going to prove something and I really wanted it to be good. So for that, I want to give it a five, but it's not fair for me to do that. Um, we won't I, four would be easy, just because I yeah it's a good for me it's a solid four, but I think I'm gonna go a little bit above because I think it, it really did oversee my expectations by a lot. So I'm gonna give it a four and a half Nikki's. Four and a half Nikki's. Have there been halves? Yeah, uh, we've been halves. Okay, There's we've done quarters. <laughs> three and a quarter Nikki's. <laughs> All right, so mine's mm-hmm. I thinking of it, thinking back in the movie, and everything we talked about. Yeah. Like for me, I'm I'm giving it a solid four. Okay. I, I don't think it it I don't want it. To, I don't see it getting any higher than that because mm-hmm. I know there were character flaws in yeah. the movie. Yeah. When compared to their comic book counterparts, there yeah. was character development that was that was off. Uh, there was some things toward towards the end that was like like the whole end of with the nightmare or the Joker scene and everything else with I that. Think, I, I could it, see that. And then there's little bits and pieces in it that was, was you could cut it out, even though 
they were kind of relevant, but they were already ready referenced throughout the movie already that you didn't need it. Mm. But I felt like this movie was way longer than expected. You could you could have bring it down to like three hours, and still have the same outcome. So I felt like there was longer than expected. Three hours, sure. Maybe three and a half, not three hours. Three hours. Mm. I think three hours. You could have. You could have. You could have cut into three and a half for me. But mm-hmm. taking everything into account, I give yeah. it four Nickies. Okay. How about you? Um. So I watched the first version the day before I started watching the same year. Yeah. So the 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 first version was fresh in my mind. Um, not only did it supersede the first movie by leaps and bounds, it added additional elements that I was happy to see. Um, again, huge Superman fan, very biased. Yeah. He's so hot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So seeing him in his all black suit was just, it was taking me over the top. I was like, yes. You know, and a lot of different scenes that they gave him. Um, I would say I'm going to go with Nick and say four and a half and because a half. there were things that I could have done without. So yeah. it wasn't perfect. Um, the scenes at the end were entertaining, but maybe it felt overdone. Yeah. Almost rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yes, I want to see that, but maybe not right now. You know, like. Yeah. It would like, like I thought the dream this, sequence this would have been oh, a dope. The dream sequence would have been a dope after credit, right? I'd let the movie end and have the after credit and him so wake because up. They, I think because it, it was a dream, that's where where a lot of people were like, oh, like at least if it was an after credit. You're like, what just happened? Yeah. Versus oh, but it's his just a dream. dream that the other superheroes died was a reality until uh, Flash turned back time. Yeah. So his dream, because he did have a dream where they said that Lois was a key. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they talked. They meant that at the end. Yeah. But he saw a lot of this um, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing in a dream of some sort. So maybe now that's his new power. Maybe he's getting a actually would have superhuman you, power in Batman. Huh? Actually, what would have made more the sense? Dreamer. <laughs> what would have made more sense? And I wish it would have gone at least this direction. Because I think that's the thing. Dream, dreams in movies, like when you think something's reality. Is such a like slap in the face to 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 people watching it. Like, it was this a dream? Like, people get so upset by that. I think if it would have been something like he wakes up and he sees Martian Manhunter over him, that he basically, and then that's it. That he projected him projected into his mind. That would have been a better way to introduce that piece, that that scene. Yeah, like if you would that would have been dope. Like if he had like after credit, and then you see him have that dream, and he wake up and Martian's like, "Did you see what I showed you?" And then that's it. And yes. just end it right there. Yes. Boom. You're like, that and it was a long scene. Yeah. And that's the thing is like such a cool scene. It was, it, was, it was a cool scene, but the it conversation was, was just intense. Like, what? but make it a movie. Like, don't give me the whole thing. Just mm-hmm. so, all right. Give me a teaser. So here's here's the things I'm adding to that above that was that Warner Brothers already announced that they're no longer gonna pursue anything after Justice this Justice League. So. <laughs> So everything they that they showed, down the leg. yeah. So then, <laughs> no. so then another thing on top of that was that after this one, people were like, "We want to see the uh, the Ayers, David Ayers Suicide Squad, Ooh, yeah. original cut," because same suspicion, same thing happened when when um, when they were doing Suicide Squad, wasn't it Gold uh, 
The people that cut the trailer. No, no, no. But there was a movie that was coming out. It was um, it was Thor. Uh, was it Ragnarok was coming out at the same time? I yeah. think it was. So Thor Ragnarok trailer came out around the same time that they were about to start uh, promoting Suicide Squad, and they had very colorful, very eighties theme music. That Warner Bros. got another company to do the cut the trailer, be like, make it look like that. So it was almost like, it was like, oh, you're gonna get the same action filled, very robust mm-hmm. colors and everything, which was nothing like David Ayers initially wanted. So when they said that people liked that trailer, they recut, supposedly they recut the whole movie to mimic the feel of the trailer because people liked the trailer, not the original vision of the director doing the movie. So when you got too many. Hands. Which is crazy because hands in the pocket, yeah. So in the pot, too many hands in the pocket. Keep in mind who David Ayers is. Like every movie he tax makes, tax collector, tax collector, bright with Will Smith on Netflix. Didn't he do uh, uh, the original um, uh, 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 Training Day? Yes, I'm I think him up. I think, I'm but pretty sure. again, always. Uh, he did the last uh, last uh, Patrol or something, Night Patrol. I forget what it was called. But all, every movie, same exact thing: dark, gritty. Like, that's who he is. If you ask him to make a movie, that's exactly what he's going to make you. So the fact that that wasn't what the movie came yeah, out to right. be. Yeah, all right. So let me give you some of the movies he did was uh, Training Day, Bright Fury. He also did A Tax Collector at End of Watch. He also did uh, Street King, SWAT, The First Fast and the Furious. He also did uh, The Dawn of Justice. Oh, that was like a short C-571, uh, C the, the submarine movie. So he has some couple movies under his belt that are very action-packed and have a SWAT also that has some grit to it that you could it, it feels like an action movie in as a comic book form and to live action. He has the ability to do that and create and pull characters and story out of people. And then to just get it and then somebody has to re-edit it or recut it to fit a trailer because it was popular mm-hmm. is annoying as hell. Actually, well, uh, and they would say we're not going to do it. Uh, Warner Brothers, were like, we're not going to do it. Uh, Jared Leto, Jared Leto uh, was so upset because he shot enough to basically film a whole different movie. Like he was supposed to be a prominent ma- uh, person in this movie, and they just basically cut him completely out for the most part. Crazy. All right. So, so like that. Thank you guys for so much for tuning into the latest episodes of Nerds in the City. We want to thank John for stopping by, thank and you, it was you. a pleasure. And yes, an we should have him on in a few more weeks or another episode. Let's see if his availability is open. Yeah. So, guys, comment down below, subscribe, <laughs> smash yes. that like button. Yes, I hit always. the bell. <laughs> if you want to see me back on the show, let him know. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can always find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. You can also email us at Nerds. In the city podcast at gmail.com let us know what you think comments concerns questions or topics to discuss or anything we could do to improve our your listening pleasures as always tell a nerd send a nerd bring a nerd see you next week bye Later.